Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Jane is stepping into her stepmother duties. Louisa and Bobby are up to no good and Magda is still alive. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I like that. I like the dance moves. Welcome to the Jane the Virgin After Show. My name is Rivette Soro. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Miss Nima Sky. <laughs> and to her left, Miss Simone Thomas. Hi, guys. And we're missing Delia today, but it's okay because Aww. she'll be back next week. We have a packed show tonight. We have Jane stepping into her stepmother duties. Uh, that was interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Luisa and Bobby, of course, are up to no good. Rogelio is doing what Rogelio does. <laughs> and Magda is still alive. Let's get into it tonight. But first, I want to know, what were your overall thoughts, Nima, of this episode? This episode was like super emotional roller coaster for me. I feel like I had so many different feelings. I was sad. I was upset. I was angry. I was like emotional. So yeah, it was a lot for me to be able to kind of feel all, all in one episode. This episode was weird for me because it had its slow moments and we both spoke on that and mm-hmm. said how we were bored at times, but then it had the mo- its moments where it picked up a lot. For example, um, when Jane found out that she got a rep or an agent, or even when Louisa and that weird uh, dude got into the house. So there were like highs and then lows, but it, for the most part, it was it kind of like was neut- neutraled out. Yeah. For me, the first, like, 35 minutes of the episode was a little slow, but mm-hmm. they did come back with some big moments um, that I feel like we deserve, because it's like, come on, Jane. It's been two weeks. First of all, let me tell you, <laughs> we were all here last week, yes. okay? Sure and is. the CW decided that they weren't going to air a show on July 3rd due to fireworks. Understandable, but we were very sad. Okay, so we've been mm-hmm. waiting for this episode. Oh my god! For two, two weeks. weeks, two weeks anticipation, y'all. Yes, but we're <laughs> happy we're here now. Last two weeks ago, actually, it ended on Magda in the car with Petra, mm-hmm. and they crash. Thank God this episode opened up with Petra's okay. She has a what a cast on her arm, and Magda, her mother, is in a coma. Simone, did we think that Magda was going to recover from this coma? What did I say <laughs> last episode? I said she's like a cockroach. She yep. will not die. I mean, Petra said that too. Pray for that. <laughs> pray for that type of resilience in your life to this bomb. But evil doesn't die so hard. Clearly, mm-hmm. her mother just can't go away. So I was not surprised when Magda was able to come back to life towards the end. But I was very happy that Petra was fine. Like, the only injury she really had was a broken arm or whatever Mm -hmm. she's going through. Um, But I I felt for her just because 
she was like, I have no emotional connection to that woman. She was not a good mom to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should have that. But it, it proves that just because someone's related to you does not mean you're obligated to feel emotionally connected to them. True story. Very true. Mm-hmm. Nima? Um, of course, we all knew that she was going to come back. I mean, like, why would she not come back, right? Um, but again, that was a very interesting and also, yeah, emotional moment. I think that that was really sad. It's like you have someone that brought you into the world that, you know, you spent all this time with and you can't find a connection with feeling sad because they're on their deathbed. Um, that was just really, really sad to me. And, you know, it was also a little funny because, you know, Petra said she sent the doctor a thumbs up and a (laughs) plug emoji. I was like, oh my God, like she's ready to get her mother out of here, like killed (laughs) Mm -hmm. it. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Again, like I said before, I definitely f- felt like her mother was going to survive through. Like, why was she not? I still like. Yeah. I I still feel like her character is so important to the story mm-hmm. that it's time for her to. It's not time for her to leave. So yeah, if her character did die, it would take away from most of the drama that is that comes into Petra's life. Right. I really thought this was going to be it. For I her. did too. I was hoping so badly. <laughs> that is so me. <laughs> Yeah, she's not like awful. Her. You, you're forgetting like yeah, everything um, she's done. If, if the roles were reversed, she would do the same to Petra. Absolutely. But see, I, I feel like Petra's. I feel like Petra's kind of like a little evil, <laughs> but like her humor, like I mean, the fact no that choice. she's so sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I know, like I get it. And I mean, she definitely had a moment where she was like, "Oh my god, like I'm I'm like this because my mother was like this, and like her daughters are like that." But again, like I said before, I. <laughs> It was so horrible. She's like, pull the plug. I'm done. So, yeah, to me, that was like an emotional moment because I'm just like, when I think about parents, like a daughter-mother relationship, that that should always be a really, really strong relationship. But, you know, like you said before, just because you're related to somebody doesn't always necessarily mean that you're going to have a close bond with them. It doesn't mean that they're going to be somebody very, very uh, monumental in your life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I I I was sad all, all together. Yeah, I don't know. We have, like, four or five episodes left in the series. Mm -hmm. I don't know what more Magda could bring. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought, I mean, if they killed off, not killed off, but if they sent off Michael, like, ten episodes ago, I I didn't think it would be that hard to release Magda, especially because we haven't really seen her. I mean, this is the first time we've seen her in this whole season, so I just really thought this would be, like, her grand exit. I don't know what's going to happen. I think either they're going to reconcile and, like, form this new mother-daughter relationship, or Magda's once again going to mess some shit I think it's definitely probably going to change some things. I'm going with the latter. There's not a kind, nice bone in that woman's body. But we don't know. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, she came back to life for a reason. Um, I mean, you know, like, whenever someone hits, like, that moment where... They're getting ready to die. I think that so much kind of goes through that person's mind that whenever they come back, they kind of gather a sense of, you know what, maybe I was wrong. Like, some some type of reflection there. So, I feel like they're trying to give us a hint that something's going to happen between her and Petra. Do so, you think she's going to be a different person and be kinder? Or do you think she's going to be her normal self when she comes back to life? Mm. I think she's going to be her normal self and probably have something to do with Sinrostro. It's just, there's so, Hmm. there's so many villains in this show. So Hmm. that's what, because this season is so focused on Sinrostro and Bobby and Louisa and that whole narrative. So bringing in Magda, like I really thought she was going to die. I even like got sad for half a second, but then I was like, you know what? No, she's put Petra through a lot. Simone, I do agree with you. 
just because someone's family blood related doesn't mean you're going to have the best relationship with them. Doesn't mean they're not going to try to kill you. Exactly. You know? That's true. <laughs> I mean, but I thought it was so weird how like she's getting ready to sign the papers and literally like she's like yanking her hand. Almost <laughs> like she's like, do not kill me. Do not kill me. That was so freaking hilarious. Oh, man. Evil doesn't die hard. Yeah. And uh, Billie Jean her. girl. <laughs> we love you, Billie Jean. Thank you for being here again. She says, I really thought Petra's mom was going to die. Petra was right. She's like a cockroach. And yes, yes. Simone literally called she her a that, cockroach literally. last week and Petra did this week too did. Mm, okay mm-hmm. good call Mom, I see you Petra we see each other Simone knows what's up and please give them your knowledge yes so guys you know what's up right Thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk and coming back every single week to chat with us and watch us talk about our favorite show. We appreciate your support. Please tell your friends about us and bring them here to watch. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe and like. And then if you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. And just come back next week and let's have a good time. Thanks. We love you. We love you guys. (laughs) So moving on from one mom to the next... We have Jane playing stepmom today. I liked it. Oh, yeah. You know, Jane really held it down. I have to say, like, Jane is just a trooper. I, I, I just always love her because she takes, like, conflict and bad situations and she makes it, like, her own. Um, those girls were absolutely rude to her, which I feel like kids kind of, kids are, they know that you don't know the things that their parents know. So I think that, you know, these girls are trying to like initiate her into being a stepmother. Like, oh no, she's our nanny, which was so rude. But again, like I said, Jane has a way of just being a hero. And I like how she's really trying to bond with the girls. Like she's not trying to, you know, push them or like being, I'm like the stepmother. You're going to listen to whatever I have to say. Mm -hmm. She's really trying to understand like the whole shift of, okay, I have to make a genuine connection. I have to get these girls to actually like me. So let me be cool and also be, you know, stern at the same time. So I have to say Jane held it down for me. Lame Mm -hmm. Jane. (laughs) (laughs) It has a ring to it. I like it. It does. It does. I mean, I would never want someone to call me that because I don't think I'm lame. But yeah, it's lame Simone. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Uh, But lame Jane works. Uh, I don't think she's being lame though, but I think the girls naturally gravitated towards her and liked her. But I like that she set boundaries with Petra, mm-hmm. even though she is their mother. So she her like she gets the first say. Jane is going to be their step stepmom, and there should be some respect, and she should be able to have her own relationship with the girls, especially when they're in her care. And Petra shouldn't just expect for Jane to report back to her. Like, she's reporting to her boss or supervisor or something. Like, that's not... It's not a professional relationship. It's a family relationship, and they're going to have different dynamics depending on who the kids are with. And when they're with Jane, like, they have their own little thing going on. When they're with their mom, that's their mom, and they know the protocol for that. So I like that she set those boundaries and made them clear. And Petra was actually very receptive towards it. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is that I don't really... I felt like Petra was giving her all these rules of what she wanted her to do, but she wasn't really listening to or really understanding how... She needs to give Jane the opportunity to build a relationship to be able to work with her with the parenting. She's like, okay, well, I want you to do this, 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 and that. And, you know, whenever they tell you something, I want you to tell me. But I think that, again, like I said before, Petra was just so controlling. And even when she tried to actually burn with the girls and Petra told her that, she was like, they're my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think that whenever it comes to co 
co-parenting and like, you know, being, being, being that, that, that step parent, I think that that's definitely a challenge is like where it's like the middle ground where you're trying to build a relationship, but at the same time, you also want to be able to give that parent the right to, you know, to say, oh, well, I'm going to tell you what your child did, but I still want them to be able to trust me. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of sticky. Their parenting styles are two, like, opposite sides of the spectrum. We do need, like, a happy medium. I think Jane is too soft. I really do. And I think that's part of the reason why Mateo lashes out. I think Petra is way too strict. And that's why the girls are in therapy. (laughs) I think, I don't know. I think Raphael is, like, the perfect parent, though. That's what I was going to say. Because I feel like he's pretty much like a middle ground. What I think, I don't really see... Raphael interact with the twins that much. I see him interact mm-hmm. with Mateo a lot, but hardly with the girls. So I don't even know how he is with the girls. And if they ever do show scenes with the three of them, it's never the girls being uh, disrespectful or mm-hmm. sassy. But see, I feel like the girls react very differently to Raphael. I feel like they're more they're more receptive and they're more open. Which you know we know like the history of like you know daughter father relationship. Like the daughter, mm-hmm. like they love their they're like daddy's girls. So I think that. This show does a very good um, example of, you know, just being able to show that Raphael is kind of like their balance where it's like you have Petra and then you have um, Jane. Like like you said before, Jane isn't really that strict, but I think that Jane just tries to be so positive, you know, so like she mm-hmm. tries to build a relationship on, try, you know, on basically trying to empower them because I feel like Jane also still needs that empowerment herself, you know, with things with things that she has going through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's a good balance between three parents. You know, like, one parent can't be everything. So, it's like the kids know, oh, you know, when we love, you know, we want love, we go to Raphael. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> want to, you know, just kind of get our way, we'll go to Jane. And then we know that, you know, our, our mother's going to give us rules. So, you know, they just know we'll, we'll, we'll just listen to her. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of like an interesting balance. But, I mean, that that's, I guess that's co-parenting life. Do you think Jane was in the wrong when she snitched on the girls? <laughs> um, I, you know what? I'm going to have two sides. I do think she, I don't think she was wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that she was doing what she thought was best. But at the same time, I do kind of feel like whenever you're building a relationship with, you know, with like kids or you're like, you're trying to get them to trust you. I do think that you have to kind of position it in a way where you talk more. I don't think that Jane was really talking to them. I think that she was kind of, she kind of took that information and just kind of told, you know, um, Petra. I don't think that she really made it a teachable moment. Now, the second Mm -hmm. time, you know, whenever the girls were lying for her, I think that she made it a little bit more of a teachable moment to help the girls understand. Mm Because I I think that that's also another point, point, uh, another part of parenting is that even though you tell your child or tell the child what you want them to do, it also should be like a parenting moment where you kind of help them understand why. Right. So, you know, the first time, no. The second time, yeah. she, She she was better. Simone, so. would you have lied? <laughs> um, no, because like Petra said, they're kids. Yeah. <laughs> they're not the ones running the household. We are the adults. We're the reason why you're even functioning right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, they set the rules. Obviously, like you said, you want the kids to trust you and you never want to be the type of parent who's so controlling where your kids don't come to you. But at that age, like they're still very impressionable and mm-hmm. they're in such a formative age group that you lying to them or like you betraying them is not even a thing it's not like they're a grown person and you've really established this type of relationship like they're what are they seven years old so Mm -hmm. nip it in the bud like petra said discipline them and communicate back to their mom who's the one who has to really make sure they're functioning respectable kids so Mm -hmm. i would have told 
What about you? Yeah, no, I would have told, but I would have also been clear with the girls. Like, I'm not, you know, you're not in trouble and we fixed it, but I do have to tell your mommy. Right, Right, that's what I'm saying. I felt like, again, like, definitely don't lie, but you Mm -hmm. do need to help that child understand the reason why you are telling that. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not about being a tattletale. It's the fact that I have to say this to your parent because we are both, you know, trying to make sure that we're training you up in the right way and just Mm -hmm. really have a teachable moment and teaching them how they should actually handle situations. Someone said in the live chat that, well, this isn't related to the twins, but kids. Mateo finally read something that was so cute. Oh, Billie Jean Girl, 24. Thanks, Billie Jean Girl. Can always count on you. I know. (laughs) I was so excited when he read. I know. I didn't know that he wasn't reading. Yeah, they didn't really touch on... They touched on his behavioral issues, but they touched on a lot of different things with with, with Mateo. I didn't know that reading specifically was an issue, Mm -hmm. but it came at such a great time because... Jane, aside from being a stepmom, side note, I never want to babysit Anna and Elsa, like, ever. (laughs) But aside from that, of course, she's trying to ship her her book. She finally finished it after three weeks. She went ham, Mm -hmm. rejection after rejection, and she's at her lowest point. And then it's like, she gets this great news, like, oh, my son is reading. And the first thing he reads is, like, the first page of her Mm -hmm. novel. What a moment. If that's not symbolic, I don't know what is. Yeah. It's like at your lowest point. Mm -hmm. Like you never know. And then it just, she like completely brightened up. And then after that, we saw that she did end up getting representation. You know who I I thought of instantly? I thought of J.K. Rowling because J.K. Rowling Mm. obviously created the Harry Potter franchise, Mm -hmm. but she got so many rejections before someone really took her manuscript seriously. So it just proves that whether you're a writer or a performer or creative in whatever arena, you're like no is going to happen a lot and I'm sure like a lot of actors know that like that's very prevalent but it's about the tenacity and right. the belief in yourself so when she was beating herself down and saying this, if this doesn't work I'm never going to do it again but I'm like if this is your passion like nothing else is going to fulfill you no matter right. what you try to tell yourself I mm-hmm. think it was a, a great moment to just kind of see that with Jane because I think that I think that so many people can be able to relate you know we all have dreams and goals and things that we want to do and it's so funny how we put time limits on whenever we want that thing to happen, but it doesn't always happen. But at the same time, I love the fact that Monteo actually read her novel because it says that, you know, even though we, you know, we do what, what we do because we love it, we also want the people that we love to be able to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was like a moment just to kind of be able to see like, hey, even if other people don't, like the people who really appreciate, you know, are, are, are like the ones that you love, that's yeah. what really counts. Mm-hmm. And I just, I loved how, you know, the, um, the uh, director took this moment and really made it about not giving up, you know, on your dreams or things that, you know, you really, 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 really believe in it. Which is interesting mm-hmm. that she found out the news whenever <laughs> Petra's mother was dying. <laughs> Like, what a way to kind of bring everything back yeah. around. So, it was pretty cool. Very, very, very inspiring. So, yeah, whatever you guys are out there trying to do, don't give up. <laughs> Aw, I love that. It's just, it's so, like, parallel to real life Absolutely. where it's, like, lows and highs and, like, one second you can just be, like, on cloud nine and then everything comes crashing down and then when you least expect it there's a light at the the end end of the the tunnel tunnel. (laughs) but it always happens like that i mean we are in this industry and we i mean most industries are it's so hard to just find a career or get the right job path and then when you do it's like what if you hate it and it's Mm -hmm. it's so nice that jane has something that she knows what she wants and she's known for years and years mm-hmm. and she's good at it and having that support even Raphael when he's sitting there reading oh it God, like this is so amazing. this is so good yeah. I love it's- 
Oh, sorry. No, yeah, it's just amazing. I loved when they showed that moment because it's so important when you're in a relationship for you to feel yes. that support from your partner. Absolutely. And especially if you're like up late at night or you have to neglect them for a little bit to concentrate on your work, when they're standing there beside you, cheering you on, and then excited and reinforcing whatever positive accomplishment you've made, that makes you much more confident Absolutely. and willing to keep going and fighting the good fight. So I yeah. love when they showed that because he was genuinely interested he was yeah it's like he took on her emotion like like he really really felt that and he you know even though it could have been a moment where he could have agreed with her defeat and he did not agree with her defeat he actually she actually has someone in her corner Mm -hmm. who was saying listen even though you may feel like you are defeated you have to keep continue to keep pushing and i think that that was such a monumental moment for everyone that was actually watching it's like no matter where you are like even if you get 10 no's there's going to be one yes one day Mm -hmm. so that was just such an amazing moment of of the entire show i loved it and honestly like nima said do not give up on your dreams. Like, take it from us. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Like, Brad Pitt went to, like, 35 auditions or, like, something crazy. Yeah. And it was, like, no after no. And then he, like, got a big role. Right. It's just, that's how it happens. It's real life, people. Yep. Don't right. give up. And, I mean, look at Brad Pitt now. <laughs> I just saw a picture of him today. Still thriving. Mm. Still looks good. Full head of hair. <laughs> yes. I mean, Hey, Wait, Brad. I mean, talking about Brad, you guys are, like, Morgan Freeman. I don't think he got his, his first role until he was, like, in his 50s. Look at that. You know? So it's, it's never like, too... It's, it's Oprah, never... Oprah didn't, like, what? She got fired from, like, a journalist job. Yeah, she did. And then yeah. all of a sudden, she ended up making it. But, of course, it was, like, a slow process. But still, at the end of the day, it's, like, whatever you believe in, whatever you put your energy into, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Yeah. I think Kevin Hart says what you... Like, the success of celebrities, what you see, like, them at their peak took 10 years to make. Mm-hmm. So you're, like, don't think it was an overnight it's success. It's never it an wasn't. overnight yeah. success. I heard, I heard Kevin Hart say, now that we're getting a little bit off of it, but he said he had he had 20 years of no's before he had a 21 year of yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how Jane's probably feeling. Yeah. And, of course, Rogelio is there to talk her through it. Oh, that and was I hilarious. see... Both of their their careers are sort of at like a turning point yeah. in this right. episode. Absolutely. So Jane, you know, gets her big representation deal and everything. Rogelio takes a different route, which was so <laughs> nice to see. It was right. selfless. He mm-hmm. saw Baby walk for the first yeah. time. Baby right. is the name of the baby, in case <gasps> you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> How did we, you know, sort of see his process and his decision making in this episode i think that it was good because i think that at some point like when you've been doing something for so long i think that people always want to be number one and then when they see that there is a time for them to be number two like they start panicking oh my god like what else am i going to do and i think that he really started to realize it wasn't so much about his career it was really about his family and and, and actually being able to make time for those moments that if he's always working he's not going to have that so I mm-hmm. think that he really appreciated life more for what it was about him and like even actually inspired you know um, I forgot her name Jane? No. Baby? River. Yes River <laughs> yes River. <laughs> um, I like to call her Brooke Shields because that's her real name <laughs> Um, but he he really inspired her to kind of help her pull back into being able to build a relationship, you know, with with her daughter. Mm-hmm. So it's about even though sometimes you you know you always want to be number one and you're always used to winning, sometimes you have to let other people win and be able to focus on other moments in your life that's more important. So I mean, I think that it was a capturing moment. Not to mention that it was really funny when he came in. He was like, "Oh my god, I'm ready to give up." And Jane's mom was like, "What do you mean?" 
she needs you. She needs you to, to inspire her. He's like, no, don't give up. And she was like, Jane was like, Dad, you just you just said you were gonna give up. He was like, okay. <laughs> that was super hilarious. But I mean, it's always good to. It, it doesn't matter how you are or like where you are in your life. You know, you you, you are gonna have that moment where you want to give up. Mm-hmm. But one thing I probably noticed about it is that they both thought about strategies. I felt like I, I feel like strategy is the way to get you to the results that you want. And I think that with both of their careers kind of going in like different directions, um, I think that that was kind of the moral of the story. Like, what's your strategy of getting your yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you mentioned, uh, you know, you'll be at number one for a long time and then you might be at number two, so you're not winning. I think if you are spending more time with your family, that's still winning. It's just mm-hmm. a different form yeah. of winning. You're making memories uh, that will are more sentimental and they'll last, last a lifetime. And I thought of Rihanna, who is like this mogul and has a huge empire. Oh and she said how when she first started working, she was such a workaholic and she didn't do or engage in as many family functions and now she's stepping back and realizing that work is important but like her family and spending like Absolutely. having those precious moments with her the people in her life is just as if not more important mm-hmm. and so I'm happy that Rogelio was able to take a step back and realize that he missed most of his daughter's life he's mm-hmm. now catching up now that she's an adult and he has a chance to redo all of that through baby and Mm -hmm. to start from the very beginning literally watching her first steps so i think it just takes a little bit of a nudge Mm -hmm. uh to realize that some things matter more more. yeah absolutely i definitely agree it was so nice to see him sort of realize you know if i was working i would have missed my daughter's first steps just like i missed my first daughter's first steps Mm -hmm. so that moment of realization was nice i did really feel bad for river when when he said don't you want to take a step back and she's like and focus on what like Mm -hmm. so he he really has the best of both worlds he has this amazing family this great career but he he tries to you know get his hands on everything, mm-hmm. whereas River doesn't really have that family mm-hmm. balance. Mm-hmm. So she throws herself into work because it's like, what else is she going to focus that is her on? Family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really sad. But I, I do hope she. I don't know if they're going to continue this narrative of her and her daughter. Her daughter. Mm-hmm. But it was really refreshing to see Rogelio giving her sort of like a teachable moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. It was nice. Yeah, it was it, like it family. Family is important. <laughs> family first. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any. I mean, at least for me, there's no feeling that can replace. You know, like being with family, right. especially like holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just no feeling or no amount of money can replace that. No, your I think. job is not. <laughs> I think <laughs> momentarily. I'm kidding. <laughs> Speaking of family, Louisa. Oh, is back at it. Oh my gosh. But Raphael did not fall for her tricks this time. He didn't. Simone, are you shocked? My man knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, clearly not because we did see that they did get well, in. Well, he doesn't I mean, know that there's a camera in there. So I know, but I'm saying like. Only- he can only do but so much. Yeah, but the, it's true. like what he was able to control, he wasn't able to control that they put a camera in there. Mm-hmm. But he was able to control and cut that off and not let Louisa take advantage of him or find her way back into his life to manipulate. But see, my thing is like his instinct was off. It's like, okay, if you know someone comes at your door and is asking about a very precious, you know, family heirloom, you know, mm-hmm. attachment or item. Why would you... I mean, his door is wide open. Like, why would you think to go there and check on it? Like, if anything, I would, like, check everything around me. Like, kind of make sure everything is covered. You know, close the doors before I would actually step into that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Well, he may know there's a camera, I just though. Felt, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, if you know that your sister's coming to you and she's asking you all these different questions, I feel like that would kind of put an alarm off to say, you know, let me make sure that everything around me and my house... I mean, to me, I would, I would immediately actually start trying to look for cameras or something to kind of be able to kind of, like, protect the, the situation. I just felt like maybe Raphael was a little bit more aloof. Like, he wasn't really paying attention to that. I think in his mind... Sin Rosa's in jail, and Louisa can't, like, she's not all up there, so mm-hmm. she really can't do much on her own. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that this Bobby character is literally controlling the whole narrative. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he did, you know, shut her out. If he went on to, like, look for cameras, and he'd be paranoid every time he left the house, mm-hmm. he'd be freaking out. Like, I don't think he thought that she was capable of, of doing that. all that. I mean, yes, granted, eventually they did get That's into the horrible. house and, you know, steal the, what was it? An onyx, a Titac, a golden no. onyx. Uh, it, it wasn't even the onyx. It was actually the watch, was which watch. was interesting. It was like a thing yeah, inside the watch. Well, she actually thought it was um, the, the topaz, but it wasn't. It was actually the, it was a small film that had the fingerprint. Right. Because it knew in order for you to, even though you may have a number, in order for you to actually get in the safe, you have to have that fingerprint. It's actually it's crazy. crazy. like seeing at the end they needed that fingerprint to see all this money like is seen rostro just after money like but then then she duplicated herself i I was so confused yeah i don't need 13 (laughs) seen rostros it's listen it's getting to be too much at this point Mm, what is she up to a lot it's a lot going on what's her mo clearly multiplication is (laughs) but is it is money like is she money motivated if she's doing this whole thing for some cash like, that's really upset. Like, go rob a bank. But my thing is, like, I also feel like his sister is super blind to the fact that she's being used. Yeah. She's, like, she feels yeah. like it's for her benefit, but she's just not even... I don't feel like anybody's being aware of what's going on right now when it comes to that situation. I just feel like everybody's being used, and they think that there's a benefit in for them, but at the end of the day, I just feel like it's going to be a complete disaster. And I, However, I do feel like... Which is interesting, even though the money is being stolen, I, I I feel like it's also at a great time because now Jane is actually able to start, you know, pitching her novel. So, you know, it may be able to be something to kind of like replace whatever he left. But I just think there's about to be a whole bunch of drama going on. All I know is this better be about more than just money. a few hundred thousand dollars. Like it was a lot of money, though. It was yeah, a few yes. hundred in that vault. <laughs> I was like, but like this whole like. How many seasons? Five seasons, like thing for like some money in a safe. Like, yeah, that's what. It. But the <laughs> thing about it, it's like, yo, wait a minute. Like he's Raphael's been holding out on the truth. Like I feel like we all kind of came to a moment where we were kind of shocked that literally, like they're kind of rich and he, like he, like he never well, exposed we it. Knew they were we rich. Do, yeah, no, numbers. no, but uh, rich on a whole different level. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, did, I, I mean, like, did you see how much money there was? Yeah, that's like crazy. I don't think that was Raphael holding out. Yeah. I don't. I don't. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. And it's that, not that. surprising because their dad was very wealthy. That's why they they owned the Marbella. Yeah, I know. But like, if you go into a safe with that much money, to me, I feel like that's a discovery. <laughs> I don't. It is a discovery. But it's just upsetting to me that if the whole thing was just about cash. But we'll find out. That that scene was very upsetting for me. But let's talk about something positive. I think it's time for know, our ride or like die. Because we're all like so questioning <laughs> what's like, happening. What? Yes, let's go into our ride or die where we talk about our favorite character of this week. Ta-da! 
Ride or die character. <sighs> Nima, would you like to go oh, you first? You have to start with me, right? Okay. Simone, think, do you want to go first? I think my ride or die character <laughs> is probably going to be Jane because I felt like Jane kept it together, you know, with the girls. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even though she had a breakdown moment, I I still feel like she kind of held herself together um, with, you know, like giving up on her dreams. Like she still kind of pressed through. Um, so I have to say, yeah, Jane is my ride or die because no matter what she goes through, she's always going to ride. <laughs> Mm. She's a rider. She's, She's a, a rider. rider. <laughs> uh, my ride or die is, you know, my man, Raphael. Yes. <laughs> because he really showed himself and showed why he's worthy of marrying. And he's going to stand by his woman and push her and Romance. motivate her and give her that push when she can't find it within herself. And I, I, I want that. I want that type of support. So <laughs> it was like, it was beautiful to watch. And I'm just happy because... Everyone's proving my point, or he's proving my point that he's <laughs> meant to be with her. Deep down, she wants Raphael to marry her. That's what it is. <laughs> not, <laughs> not that deep down. Like we know about that. This is not news. <laughs> um, but I do agree, and I I want to give my ride or die to Rogelio for really stepping into his father role yes. tonight. Um, and taking a back seat. Not that he's giving up on his dream or anything. He's living his dream. But he's saying, you know what? I can, you know, be the second best character. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. I'm still winning. And I get to see my daughter grow up. And that's just Beautiful. amazing. I loved it. I loved it, too. Now, Nima, I think you have some news for us. Yes, I have some amazing news. Yes. <laughs> so, our lovely handsome Justin Baldoni was showing his spirit for women's rights in his recent Instagram post. The post captures a beautiful picture of Justin and his two daughters watching the U.S. versus um, Women's World Cup. He expresses his appreciation and says uh, that women are finally being able to be seen as equal contributors to sports and that it's just a father's prayer that the time that his daughters are able to be old enough to watch it with their family over four years, so many any so many in uh inequalities and injustices that women face around the world will be a distant memory. Mm-hmm. Not to mention him, we also had the star Andrea Navedo. I uh, got a chance to celebrate her daughter's birthday. She gave her daughter a huge shout out on Instagram. She said to my beautiful daughter Ava, "Where has the time gone? I love you more than words can say. I'm so proud to be your mother." So we see that these castmates are very proud um, of their family. You know, I I love how Justin Baldoni, he's always very expressive about his daughters and about women's rights. So Mm -hmm. he's just a great guy all around. So I love it. That is the news. I love it. That's good news. Such positive news. It makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. (laughs) First of all, Justin, here for women's rights. I love it. Me too. And like, like, go USA. (laughs) Hey, yes, girls. (laughs) They won Another a couple w. of days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they <laughs> won. Like they hell won yeah, they won the whole row. thing. Yeah. When did the U.S. men's team win? <laughs> Just wait. Uh-oh. No shade. No, man. we love the men's team too, but like very, very happy for yeah. the women's team. They and the fact that, that Justin's raising his daughters, and I'm sure he's oh, having God. these conversations with mm-hmm. them and watching the games together. It's yeah. so nice. He's such a great dad. I mean, it's so funny because he's also a great dad, you know, on the show. So yeah. it's just, I, I can definitely see the connection, you know, that he makes with Montel, like with his daughters. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just yeah. easy. And Andrea celebrating her daughter Ava's birthday. That's super she's sweet. So cute. Like she had the little baby like when she was one years old. Now she's like, it looks like she's about a teenager. Yeah. So the, those moments are so important to capture. I love it. 
Well, I think it's time for some predictions. <sighs> a lot to talk about. Simone, do you want to go first? Yes, I will go first. <laughs> I think that Magda, is that her name? Yes. Magda is going to wreak havoc. I don't know how. And she's not going to go without a fight. Clearly, she literally did not go without a fight because she came back to life. I also think that I don't really know what Sindrosro is up to. So I can't pinpoint what's going to happen. But... I just hope the kids won't be involved. Like, you know how Mateo was the object of her, like, like just her intentions of yeah. ruining their lives last time? So hopefully the kids aren't involved. But I, I truly, I don't I don't know. Um, oh, also, someone's going to get sick again. So whether it's Rogelio having heart issues or, um, what's her name? Mom. Ziamata. Ziamata. Yeah. Uh, her having something to do with cancer. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I think that the cancer is going to um, come back. However, I do think that now that Rogelio is, is seeing that he wants to make a little bit more connections with his daughter, I think that he's probably, you know, we're probably going to see him do other things with his career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's definitely going to help River and her daughter build a great relationship. And I think that we are going to see a little bit more from her daughter. Um, I do think that it's going to be an opportunity, a great opportunity for Jane. And I think that Jane's career moving forward is going to be a great opportunity for her and Raphael. However, once Raphael finds out that, you know, his dad's money is being stolen, I think that that's going to bring a great havoc for him. Um, not a great, but just a really, really bad situation for him. And I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen of, of like how he's going to actually handle that. Even with his sister, he already mentioned that he was going to go to the police. So, you mm-hmm. know, we don't know. I think that maybe he has already gone to the police to tell the police about his sister. So they may be able to get like all, you know, all of the money back. As far as Sin Rostro, her duplicating herself, I mean, making 13 people like her. I think that she has a, di- a diabolical plan just to bring that whole entire family down. So I think that yeah. she's going to do something crazy like with the hotel. Um, I think that the girls are going to love... Um, Jane, even more. I think that Petra's going to have a great uh, reunion with her mother. I think that that moment, even though her mother was literally about to, like, pull her hand apart, I think (laughs) that her and her mom are probably going to have a great relationship. And it's it's probably going to do something even better for her own relationship with her kids. So I think that we have a lot of reuniting and uncovering, revealing. And I think that somebody's going to actually go to jail. Okay. Oh. Wow. Go to jail. Yes, somebody's going to go to jail. Hmm. I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, I don't know when this Jane and Raphael wedding is going to happen, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's actually going to happen. Uh-oh. I think you're right. It's like something has to happen. Maybe Magda or all the 13 Sinrostros <laughs> or Michael. Mm. I mean, if Magda can come back like this into our lives, Michael can too. Simone, I'm sorry. I'm not saying I want him to. I really Listen, like I'm Raphael. I want to see Raphael too. So I, I'm very sorry it's for the two both against of you. One. <laughs> no, I, I like both of them. I just can't decide. I know, but I do think like his exit again. I say it every week was so underwhelming. Mm-hmm. He needs to come back and like so, mess. You want him. closure? It just, yes, I need closure. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah, I I, uh, I have that feeling in my heart telling me that there's a high chance it's not going to go through the wedding mm-hmm. but I keep suppressing it and I'm like no Simone you're just being negative. Yeah. So hearing you. I mean now that all the money's gone what's, what's really going to happen? 
But I don't. The Raphael doesn't know about that money. I know, but I'm saying that he's gonna find out about it. Like eventually, like something's gonna happen. Mm. So it's just like once the money's gone, like what's gonna happen with him? I'm telling you, I think that Jane's career is about to pop off, Mm -hmm. and I think that she's probably. I think that their roles are probably gonna end up switching. Well, they did say that her life is going to change that day, and that's Mm -hmm. the day she got representation. Mm -hmm. For the better. Probably for the worse. I don't know. We don't know. We and have to see. Last week, the the narrator just gave us some really weird vibes about Jane and Raphael when they were so happy. He made it clear that that was not going to last. Uh-huh. It, it's just a lot, a no, lot to think about. The narrator sometimes kills it. I think <laughs> I do think Rogelio might get sick. He he had a moment last week. He mentioned it this week too. Yeah. Like, oh, I had a health scare. Yep. It it's keeps coming over. up. Yeah. So I think you think someone's going to go to jail. I think someone's going to die. Same. I second that. <laughs> Die. Wow, what wonder, a way to end. Wait, but first and on of that all, note, <laughs> we, we never, like, where's Abrella and her man? Like, we haven't seen that. They're just, oh, they're like, chilling. They're yeah, living you know, their life. They're living, true. you know, their yeah. best life. Phase. <laughs> love them. I love it. Well, we'll be here at the same time next week, given the CW does not cancel the show next week. Please join us. I will be, you can find me at Rivette Sorrow on all social media platforms. Nima, where can they find you? Nima Sky, N-E-E-E-M-A-S-K-Y-E. I can't spell today. <laughs> and you can find me at Simone A. Thomas on all social platforms as well. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.